Welcome to the Humble High School Podcast with your hosts, Gil Christian Boyer, George Bacazzi, and Paul Muser. Today we have a special guest. Please introduce yourself. Ziyang Tse. Let's have a show. Alright, so today's episode is going to be on social media. I know that sounds a little open-ended, but that's kind of how we're going to leave things. I think there's a million things to cover, so let's just get started. Yeah, so I think as high schoolers, we have an interesting perspective on this. We've seen the advent and the birth of social media and how it's grown. I think today there's a multiple multiple platforms, obviously Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook, and they all bring a variety of different things and issues to the to the table. I think with Facebook, we obviously see the problem with how politicians are using it and how there's this little blurred line between entertainment and media mm-hmm. and that's being uh, exemplified and um, played up by social media so I think uh, that, that's one of the topics I'd, I'd like to cover. So. Yeah and also something I'm very interested in is in um, how exactly has social media um, transitioned from being a pastime to you know being a place where people get their news, people get updated on information mm-hmm. so just the I guess the growth and development of, of social media as a medium for, for, um, for information. And going off of what Gil said, I think it's really interesting to look at how exactly we use social media in our day-to-day lives, right? Like when I wake up, I check Instagram. When I go to bed, I check Instagram. How does it exactly mm-hmm. impact us day-to-day? And in my eyes, just immediately when you said, when I wake up in the morning, I check it. Before I go to bed, I check it. To me, Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat, all of these social media platforms have slowly turned into an obsession for a lot of people. I would say Mm -hmm. even though we might not like to admit it most of the times, a lot of times I think to myself I'm not really addicted to any of these platforms Mm -hmm. or my device at all. But when I really think about it, I do think... Deep down, yeah. I, I I spend too much time on my phone. Yeah, and exactly, it's not. It's you bring up a good point about uh, this social media platform becoming addictions. And for some, it's it's by choice. Not really. For some people, decide to spend uh, you know exorbitant exorbitant amount of time on social media. But for others, it's. It's, they're kind of forcing that position. For example, a lot of sports team at the high school, they use Facebook. A lot of clubs use Facebook mm-hmm. as, a, as a way to communicate with the team. And so rather than in the past, we saw people use text messages or you know email chains. Now people are using social media, uh, direct messaging. Uh, people are using social media as a way to communicate with teams. So even if you are not naturally an Instagrammer or a Facebook user, now that your team uses it, you kind of have to use it. You're forced it. into You're it. Forced yeah. to it. You're forced into it. And my thoughts on this is basically social media has tried to become the all-in-one platform. You see this with Facebook and you see this with Instagram. They now have Instagram stories, right? So they're trying to take in Snapchat. Facebook has Messenger. So they're doing your texting, your news, your way of sharing with groups, it your way of doing groups with other schools. Marketplace where you can Marketplace. You can purchase. And so they're doing everything. And I think the issue with this is the sense that Facebook now has so much power, and we saw this with the 2016 election, but you see this even today. Facebook controls your advertisements. It controls every single part of the media you digest if you use it. And a lot of people use it as their news source and their ways of staying in touch with people and their ways of texting others and their ways of staying part of the school groups. And I think it's this blurred line where how much power does this social media platform have? And I think that could be a problem. But going back to what Gil said about like the sports teams, do you think we should like go back to using e- email chains or something? Or is there like a Well, I, I think, and ground? that's something we, we have actually experienced here at the, at the Humble Podcasting Network. Uh, as a team, we've been trying to figure out how exactly can we communicate with you know a team of 20? How exactly mm-hmm. can we reach out to everyone? And even though I'd like to say we could go back to using email chains, it's just not convenient. People are, aren't even willing to do it, honestly. People don't check. Yeah. It's not a lot of people mm-hmm. check email, which is a really bad habit, and I recommend you know if you don't, start doing it. But people don't check email. Um, and using, uh, using uh, text message group chats, 
you know, uh, sometimes relationships are strictly Apple professional, Android. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple, Android, uh, sending him. It's it, it's a whole different uh, spectrum that you don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so what what's left is using a social media app, a uh, social media platform like Facebook. It's convenient. It gets the job done. You can reach out to many people. And at this point, most people have it. So it just makes mm-hmm. sense. It's the most. It's the quickest way to get in touch with a large group of people. Something on like the girls track team at Belmont, they do Google Classroom, which I think is brilliant, right? Like a bunch of people use it. People check it. People see mm-hmm. it every day, and it's not like social. It's it's not like Facebook or Instagram where it might distract you. So I think that would be a good idea. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, here at the Humble Podcasting Network, right? You all know we use Discord. Which, in my eyes, is not okay. It's more than just a group chat. It allows for a lot, for mm-hmm. communication to be a lot more efficient. But in addition, like Z is saying, you know, you don't just go from uh, one group chat to another and get mm-hmm. easily distracted, right? It's mainly I only use it for work communications. So at least it doesn't allow for me to just get mm-hmm. lost in my work and, and just start I, getting distracted and doing nothing. So. I think the thing is, people are going to do what's more convenient to them, uh, what they enjoy more. And if having a Facebook is going to be inconvenient to them and it's going to make them be more distracted, be going on the web more, they have to be aware of that and they Mm -hmm. have to be communicating that. And if most of the group agrees with them, then they're going to start using Discord, they're going to start using Google Classroom, they're going to start using these platforms. But right now, the thing is Facebook and Instagram and um, I mean, Snapchat, they make their group chat system so easy and convenient that it's very hard to say, like, you know what? I want to download yeah. this own app, make my own account, and use this. Instead, people are going to use these group chats, and a lot of times they get distracted and they get stuck in this bubble, this Instagram bubble where you're yeah. I- I- idealizing, you're obsessing over things, you're looking at other people's accounts. You're putting up a facade. Yeah. 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 You're also putting up a facade on your own account. And so there's a, a lot of problems with that, and I think there's a lot of problems with social media. Personally, I... I deleted Instagram, I'll go on occasionally on the website, but I think the problem was I was going on too often, I was just scrolling through my feed, and a lot of time it was something that didn't truly interest me. Like, it showed me posts about basketball. I don't follow basketball, that's not necessarily my passion, but I'd still spend, like, hours going through it, and there was no point. And that's the thing, you mentioned just the fact that Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, they make it so easy for you, it's it's almost hard to switch. For, it wasn't easy for us to get the whole team on Discord. It, it took a push. It took us mm-hmm. a couple of weeks to actually get it finalized, get everyone on there, get it organized, mm-hmm. and get people to check it. I mean, everyone, like, every time we asked people to join the Discord server, they were like, oh, let's just use a Messenger. Let's just use Snapchat. Let's just make a group chat on some social media. And our, us personally, just to seem, just to have things be more professional and more efficient, we didn't want to do that, but it, it took us a while to get everyone else on board it's, you know, and we had to, sell to join. On it. Yeah. And George, you bring up a great point. We had to convince the rest of our team that we should be using Discord. And, you know, it was, why not Instagram? Why not WhatsApp? Mm. It's not professional, right? Uh, the mm. re- we, uh, you know, we use Facebook and Instagram for different things. Mm-hmm. We don't use it for professional communication. Mm-hmm. And if you look at, you know, if you're the top uh, corporations or even, you know, even... Yeah, even you don't new. see Apple on Instagram. You don't see Apple chat. on Instagram. <laughs> but you don't see them on Discord. Either. But you don't see them on groups. Gr- but, but the Discord reason why Discord convenient. works is because for me, the only reason why I go on Discord is uh, humble podcasting related, mm-hmm. exactly. and that's the same for, for most of us. There's no room for distractions. There's no room for distraction. I can't scroll through someone's feed. I can't see someone's vacation pictures on Discord, mm-hmm. and that's just that bit of it's a, it's one less opportunity for me to get distracted. It also has a lot of different features where you can divide everything up, schedule things much easier. And I, I think it was obviously much better to streamline our podcast mm-hmm. and make things much easier for finding recording times, getting the recording times right, and allowing people to really see what was happening and what they can mm-hmm. do to participate in that. Now, I know this sounds like, you know, we're getting paid by Discord to do this. <laughs> we are not yet, but Discord, if you're interested, we like let your services know. so far. Do let, let us know. know. Yeah. But what, what this is going back to is, 
as much as we we would like to not be addicted to social media, it's it's simply circumstance. Mm-hmm. We just happen to be living in a in a time in a time where social media is everything. That's the way mm-hmm. you communicate with your team. That's the way you see you talk to your cousin who lives you know five states away from you, who lives mm-hmm. in a different continent, a different country, and so it just it just makes sense. Right. Mm. I have a question. Do you think social media, like uh, allowing us to talk to a high, high schooler from like 10 years ago, a classmate, do you think that's helpful? Like, do you think that makes the, those connections more genuine or more like synthetic? I think that's the one thing I really do like about these social media platforms. For example, Snapchat has their Snap Map. And I think it's almost a weird feature, dystopian feature where you're always getting tracked whenever you're on the app, it sees your location. But the one thing I found really cool was when the seniors from our year left and went, across the country they went to all these different states went to all these different countries now i can see oh i know someone here i remember Mm -hmm. like oh i have this friend who lives in arizona i have this friend who lives in utah this friend who lives in france and if i ever go there i can remember like oh i can visit this old friend but does that take away from the moment that's a thing i i would like to answer there are less moments if you don't have that that's true but Mm -hmm. um uh, first of all the whole snap map thing is a little creepy for me yeah it is kind of cool but you do sign up mainly creepy you know what you're getting but i want to get to the point that it basically you might have the opportunity to make a lot more friendships and relationships with Mm -hmm. people but that's a thing i feel like they are becoming more and more synthetic Mm -hmm. like when you go on instagram and you see people posting and whatnot like let's say their their trip to hawaii or something Mm -hmm. vacation to hawaii you'll see like 20 to 40 50 comments about like how amazing this person's dress or t-shirt looks so pretty and a lot of these comments they feel like forced. Copy and they, they're copy and pasted every time. Yeah, a machine could have made them. Sometimes they they seem like bots. Them, right? <laughs> That's what we know. That's another problem. But uh, all of this seems really like synthetic and forced. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if any of this is really worth it in the long run. I, I feel mean. like I know too much now. Like I know someone is going on a vacation before, like like right after they go. Like I don't get that moment where I. Mm-hmm. To talk to them face to face and yeah. learn about what they're doing, what, what they did on the weekend. I know it beforehand, and I feel like that really makes face to face conversations right. kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, personally, that's, that's actually a really good point because now, rather than waiting to find out the breakdown of the vacation trip, you find out through a notification through Instagram. You, you already realize, know all about it. Oh, There's nothing Jared to talk just about. got back from Hawaii. Oh, hey guys, this was a great trip. Just mm-hmm. love the sun. And part, I, I I understand why it seems synthetic, but mm-hmm. one thing that I've really been that has really helped me with that with um with social media has been this something that I think I couldn't get any other way. We have a lot of uh, ex-Belmont High School students who, have going, who, who go to schools that I'm looking at, and it's been really helpful, with, even though you know, they were seniors, I was a sophomore, I, I didn't talk to them. Now that I can contact them, like, mm-hmm. hey, Jared, uh, I'm looking at this school. I know you went to Belmont High School. I saw you around the hallways. What do you, what's your experience? Yeah. What was your experience? Yeah. And that really helps. Like that just getting, knowing that someone went to the same high school as you and now they're going to this university that you're looking at and being able to, you know, trade notes and mm-hmm. say, oh, I'd recommend this and that. Yeah. It makes it a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's something that social media offers that we can't find anywhere but else. But one thing is like, that's definitely an interesting perspective on that issue. But it's something that I've seen a lot is how you, you can post vacation pics, right? And if you're, while, while you're on vacation, you're posting vacation pics. It also poses a security issue. My mom, I know, will never or tries not to post uh, publicly when she goes on vacation because, I mean, imagine someone sees that on your Facebook, if you have a public Facebook, mm-hmm. on your Instagram, if you have a public Instagram. They cannot, They now know you're not at your house. Your house is left unguarded, and they can go and, and steal things. Well, so there are security issues in the sense where you have to be careful what you post online because it can post. it can be unsafe for yourself mm-hmm. or for your belongings. And in addition to that, what you see is a lot of people, I mean, they're going to ob- obsess over other people's lives and think that this is just like this image of what they're posting online is 
themselves. And I think what yeah. people need to be aware of is Instagram, I think for everyone is a facade. Very little people are truly honest, genuine people where you get an honest image of how their life actually is on Instagram. And so people need to be aware of that when using the app. And I think most people are, but some people do look at Instagram and think, wow, like all these people's lives are amazing, but I don't yeah. feel that way. It's their highlight reel. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's funny you mentioned facades actually because something that's been becoming a little more popular recently are Finsta accounts. Mm -hmm fake Instagram accounts. So people have these usually as secondary Instagram or social media accounts where they let down that facade. They basically let all their emotions flow. A lot of the time this is room this leaves room for ranting and complaints, but basically you're not at all trying yeah. to promote this very cool, amazing, super duper lifestyle, right? This is sort of the, the real, real stuff is. the real stuff is or at least a glimpse of the real stuff mm -hmm. um, or maybe a saturated version of the the more negative stuff <laughs> in some cases, but I mean, it's just interesting to see how some people literally have d dedicated pages to different aspects of their character. Different like, versions of themselves. Yeah, that, funny is essentially. It's, it's, yeah. it's not just actually. It's not just one a secondary account. People mm -hmm. have two, three, four accounts. People have multiple accounts, mm -hmm. maybe even five. And it's 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 interesting because it's it's somewhat ironic to have a, a Finsta where <laughs> fake Insta when. Fake Insta, but it's the real, the real you. Insta. It's the real it's the, you, yeah. right? Like, yeah. if you run that back again, it's like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Shouldn't Insta always be, like, real? Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> see what you're getting I, at. Ideally, yeah, yeah. should everything you're putting up be real? And you start realizing when you when you, when you, when you contrast uh, the, someone's Instagram, main Instagram page and their Finsta, you're like, oh, that makes sense. You know, you, you, this is who you are and this is who you're not. And this is what you're trying to sell. Yeah. And I get it. Part of life is putting on an image that appeals to someone and they find excuse me, valuable, but on Instagram or on social media, that's not, for some people, that's not what they expect, especially for young kids. In middle school, people were just, mm. you know, learning about this new world of, you know, existence. The, a lot of people, self-esteem self gets hurt by that when they see. Of course, They yeah, travel yeah. so much. Mm. They do all these cool things. They do all, all these things that I don't do. What does that make me? And it, it's kind of, it's a double-edged sword where, actually, it's, it's a, it's a double-edged sword that cuts on both sides and hurts everyone involved, mm. really. I'm really glad you brought up the Finsta concept because what I found was that I really couldn't find people who had Finstas in like, who are like 20, 30 years old. Who are like a lot, like for example, you only see it in our age group, right? Yeah, I feel like, yeah you do. Do, do. Like, do you have it? It's generational. That's yeah. what yeah. it is. But the one thing I also found very interesting about the Finsta mindset is a Finsta is usually a smaller Instagram account. It's usually only close friends yes, who are on it. True. While a real Insta is a lot of people, even people you barely know. And so what I thought, might actually, it kind of relates to when you talk to someone. When you talk to someone you don't know that well, you're going to give the highlight reel. You're going to yeah. say, oh, I went on this great trip. I did this great mm -hmm. thing. And so it kind of relates to that in the sense where you're not going to share these personal things with everyone across the world. Yeah. And so your Finsta is where you talk, where it's just for your close friends and they see that part of you. And the Rinsta is the part of you, you want to show to the world. Now, is that flawed? I mean, I what guess so. What does that so, say about you as an individual? But, I mean, um, even when you talk to someone, I think everyone shows a facade when they're talking and when they're posting. I think it's more apparent when they're posting, and that's because people can show it more and can hide their inner thoughts more. And I think it is an issue, but as long as people are aware of it, I don't think it is a problem. Are people aware of it, though? That's that's, that's, mm -hmm. that's the thing. The I would say most people don't really think, I think about it. it's young people who really have a problem with seeing and dissociating the Instagram from the reality. And this, the, the simple truth is that we don't have experience in mm -hmm. life, right? We're, most of us, are, some of us are 18 years old into this thing, some mm -hmm. of us are 16, 17. We're all very new to this thing. And Zion, you brought up a great point with when you see 30-year-olds and older adults 
who have their Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's boring. That's what it is. <laughs> it's just their day to day life. Do you yeah. know why it's boring? Because it's real. That, that's, that's true. That's the boring part yeah. of it. When you go, if you you know if you have a family member who's you know 30, 40, 50, whatever, when you go on the Instagram page. Actually, you don't go on the Instagram because it's <laughs> boring. It, and it's, it's no offense. And it's actually, it's good that it's boring because that makes it real, right? Mm. Real life is boring. If your life is interesting, that's, uh, you, you're very lucky. You'll have some interesting You'll aspects. You'll have some interesting, but right? your Instagram, or for the most part, people's Instagrams only show the interesting exactly. parts. That's the thing. You exactly. don't see everything dull behind corporate. the screens. I'm a corporate yeah. of this. I can't stand here and, you know, blame it on everyone mm. else. I do the same thing. If you go on my Instagram, my pictures are my prom pictures and every trip I've taken. And that's yeah. that's it, right? That's the name of the game. But, but is is that like the posters problem, or is that Instagram's problem? Because I think like Instagram wasn't really meant for people to show their like day to day lives. I think it was meant for a place for people to share really cool pictures, to share their mm-hmm. highlight reel. Yeah. And like, I don't think that's Instagram's problem. It's yeah. like how we choose to see it, how we choose mm-hmm. to use it. Yeah. That's I mean, the big I, the big problem. I, that, you, that, it's a, it's simply personal responsibility. Where uh, it's it's personal responsibility, and you know you, you put it out there, you, you get what you get. But what we see is that young kids are getting affected by this. You know, preteens, yeah. 13, 14 year olds, mm-hmm. and we've we'll seen this in many aspects. Uh, a few years ago, a class of Harvard uh, got got got. Re- Those were rescinded. messenger group messenger chats. Group chats. A, gr- mm-hmm. a group of students from Harvard got very um, offensive in, posts right um, on, on so, Facebook. On yeah. Facebook, yeah. and we've had some athletes who have said some questionable things online, and so. I, I mean personal responsibility, but again, they're still kids. Most most people mm-hmm. are they're not in a place where they where they know a lot about this stuff. Well, one question I have is, what age should we be able, able to have social media? I think Instagram is thirteen plus. I'm not sure about Facebook, but there is a certain age where you have to be mature enough to where you make your own decisions of what you post. I mean, a Twitter, a lot of sports players. You mentioned this, NFL sports players. After they make it big, they sign their big contract. Reporters are just going to grow through their whole Twitter feed all the way to back when they were in seventh, eighth grade, maybe even freshman, sophomore. Find the earliest and, and worst find the, they can the find. worst yeah. post. You know, some some players that are insulting other players currently in the league, or some players saying racist mm-hmm. and offensive things. But should they be held to that standard? Like, is that right? Like, and I think I, I if you think say something is. online, it's there. It's and there. You, it's you not going to go posting, away. Yeah. But the thing is, they were 13, 14, or they were 15, 16. And so it's such a gray area. It's obviously like everyone said some stupid thing when they stupid things when they were younger. But I mean, you still said them. You still and you said still, them. You still believe them enough to put them online. So you have to stand by them or defend yourself or apologize. I feel like I am not the same person I am 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I will not be the same person I will be in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, you mature. Yeah, yeah you, like, you grow. I feel like your opinions change. And even though like my name will still be Young, like I'm yeah. just a completely different. Like I will be a completely different person with 10 years more of experience. And also, and like, should uh, I be held yeah. to that? Like, sh- is exactly, that, that right? and, and f- looking looking in five years, for example. Also, right now, the last four four or five seven years, you've been in this Belmont environment, mm-hmm. right? In six ten years, you'll be with surrounded by completely different people. So that's also going to change you completely. So, mm-hmm. like you're saying, what you do like five years ago is not necessarily a good representation of what you believe and think right. now yeah. in the yeah. present. So, mm-hmm. no, I have an interesting question for uh, for all three of you. If you were hypothetically to raise a child right now, mm-hmm. right? If you were to raise yourself right now, would you allow your son, daughter, or child to have social media? That's an interesting question. I think there has to be an age where he's allowed to have it. I or mean, she. I mean, you can't say no. She, yeah, you can't say no forever. But, but I mean, at one point, I mean, all our friends, all where our do friends, you draw and, the line? and so I think. If I'm going to allow a child, and I, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I have a lot of time before like, I have a kid. It's a hypothetical. But yeah, yeah, of course. If I'm going to allow my child to have a social media, I'm going to have to have a talk with them, explain to them how, what can happen, what the effects are, what the impact of their words will have, how it can impact them if they use it wrongly, 
And also, I'm going to teach them about what the problems are, how a lot of people, their lives on social media aren't their real lives, how a lot of the media they see on social media could be fake news, it could be misconstrued, it could be the advertisements aren't necessarily real. That's what we're learning right now from Facebook with the congressional interviews. A lot of the ads on Facebook, they're not vetted to see if they're true or false, and so a lot of things can be false. And so there has to be a deep conversation about social media